0: Hi, everybody. If you are listening to this episode around the time of its release, you'll know that we're living in a pretty different world to when we recorded this episode, which was only a couple of weeks ago. Please heed the advice from your local government on hygiene practices, or you can go to the World Health Organization's website at who.int.
1: Hello, welcome to Come Save the World. Hey Tim, how are you doing?
0: I am good. I'm tired, but I'm good. Feeling good. Yes. I'm pleased to be in your company. Grateful that you're here. Oh. Having a good old time hanging out with Wave.
1: Yeah, I'm Wave, a knee... Or wave, and today we're going to focus on laundry. We actually quite recently did a cleaning episode, but we're just kind of re going back to it for a couple of reasons. Um, I'm going to be doing some guest blogging on the Great Eco Journey, which is a blog, Facebook, uh, Instagram um, from the 6th to the 10th of April. Um, so this episode will be coming out around then. And um, so I wanted to create a resource for those people that are on that journey. So they every week uh, they focus on a different thing for 52 weeks with the idea that and you, anyone can join it at any time. It's um, like what we do. True. <laughs> 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 true. Um, and th- I think they're probably a bit more systematic and like going through a different tip or whatever sure, yeah. um so yeah they're focusing on laundry and I'm their guest blogger um for that first week of April and um I thought yep yeah, why not cover off some specifically eco-friendly laundry stuff and then also because when we did our cleaner episode I was really surprised how you were quite focused on stain removal and that was something <laughs> I'm a messy boy <laughs> it was something I hadn't anticipated so i want to know bit, why Tell me.
0: Because I everyone looks good in white shirts. I look good in white That's shirts. True. But I bloody spill food on them every time. Yeah. I'm a messy eater.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Got to lean forward, Tim. Yeah. Um, so I thought we could revisit that. And actually, we also had a question from Candice after that episode. She says, I turned on the cleaning house episode while I was cleaning the bathroom with EcoStore bathroom spray. Nice. Which is fitting. Uh, I do think that there was potential to cover other household cleaners, dishwasher, detergent, laundry powder, etc., which goes into the waterways and perhaps educate people about alternatives like soap nuts. But maybe that's a whole other episode.
0: What a lovely way to frame missed Mr. Spot, guys. Yeah. I love that.
1: <laughs> and she's right. I think that is a whole other episode. So let's do it now. Great. Yeah. Um, so just to quickly
0: catch up on that last one is that what you were going to say no well can we just do that ever so briefly because I want to say because it's so um, short to wrap up what was a phenomenal episode on going through all my household cleaners that oh, I have yeah, in the flat yes. the answer is just vinegar everyone yeah. <laughs> you put vinegar in a spray bottle and you can use that for like carpet cleaner and, and it kills scents. Um, vinegar is great for like uh, shower scouring as well you can even clean your oven door with it um, vinegar is so good it's so, a full like,
1: conversion experience
0: yeah it was. it's amazing so I've, I've put it in some spray bottles now and I'm using yeah, it all over the shop it's and great. the other big thing was baking soda so the key thing to remember and you can maybe um, either listen to that episode or like just google how to use baking soda and vinegar in your house to clean stuff but basically if you think of your um, when you were 10 years old and you did the science project of the volcano erupting it's just that and that can clean your
1: whole house yeah And it's fun because it's a volcano erupting. It
0: is way cheaper. Actually,
1: I don't usually put those two things together, but you can, and it's fun. Um, Green Goddess, I'm going to be mentioning them a bit this episode. Um, They specialize in eco-friendly DIY cleaners, um, and they are a legit brand. There's a lot of uh, branding out there in the space in New Zealand that I'm not that – comfortable with I don't Mm -hmm. um I probably just need to understand a bit more about some of those brands but I know that Green Goddess are really great they they have full disclosure on um, their ingredients and their and then I can google each of those ingredients Um, and so they've just put out a hand sanitizer um, that uses a double strength vinegar it was quite funny because um and I did post it on our uh, Facebook how to save the world Facebook is that there's been recommendation from Ministry of Health around what you need in particular um, things like sanitizers to for it to work and um, so I said this to these guys uh, because a lot of that stuff I think might probably have some negative environmental impacts but it's like like we said obviously we need to just not worry about that for now. We just need to make sure that we're sanitizing correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, But Green Goddess, and and so anyway, sorry, the Ministry of Health said vinegar is good for salads, but not much else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I said that to the woman out at uh, Green Goddess, and she laughed and she said, well, you wouldn't want to put out vinegar in salads. Um, So it's a special strength. It's actually a double strength cleaning vinegar especially designed for cleaning and has antiviral and antibacterial um, properties which I think it's best if you just check it out yourself go to their website and and you'll see the links um, and they've got links to research that has been uh, conducted around that Um,
0: because it's acid everyone vinegar is acid I'm pretty sure yeah. So, like, if you've got a really high strength vinegar, yeah, it's 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 not food at that point. It is yeah. a very useful chemical substance yeah, yeah, for you to yeah, use yeah, around your house.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. So, the very first thing that um, Candice rattles off is other household cleaners, which I. I'm just going to throw a link into a good little uh, thing I found online about DIY natural household cleaners. Um, And again, Green Goddess is fantastic. And EcoStore too, um, they've got a really good broad range of stuff. Um, Dishwasher detergent, she mentioned. Uh, So as in your um, dishwashing machine, uh, baking soda. I've been doing this for years. I don't happen to have a machine at the moment, but you just you just need to put baking soda in it.
0: Crazy. Yeah, I'm going to try that.
1: Yeah, and you can just sprinkle it straight in if you want. It doesn't have to go into the little special little compartment. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and otherwise, um, yeah, it's more than one brand out there, I guess. But I know that EcoStore have got a, a good product that works really well that um, is environmentally safe. They can do tablets um, or powder. Um, laundry powder was the next thing Candace mentioned. Um, so I've brought some things for show and tell because I, I actually, a great I've, thing
0: to do on an audio podcast.
1: Yeah, sorry, but you know, he's <laughs> trying. <laughs> I'll try and rustle some plastic or something. Yeah, nice. Um, so um, again, I've been into this for a decade and I've never made my own cleaners in terms of my own laundry powder or detergent, you know? And Until um, now Until now I was I got I just thought I'm not doing us a, a service if I just talk about all these brands that you can buy. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who like the DIY and um, it's certainly a really oh it was really fun actually to do. So I got onto the Green Goddess website, I bought one of their DIY packs and hang on a sec, I'll just I brought it all.
0: Some good soundscaping going on. Waverney is now grabbing the box of objects from below the table. Oh,
1: and I think most it of that is heavy and so far has just been my gut <laughs> lack of abs <laughs> making funny noises out of my mouth. Um so there was a um there's soda ash, which comes in this little soda brown. ash.
0: Okay, so we've got a bag. Oh, that looks like a um coffee coffee beans bag. Yeah, That's yeah. the kind of bag we're dealing with. It's a KG. Can I open it? Yeah, open it up. So, what is this for? Wave. What do we um, use? It's soda described
1: dish. as a kind of like a hardcore baking soda, and it's it's th- this recipe also has baking soda in it. So you should start off by just mixing those two things together. It's just white. It's,
0: it's um, very fine white powder. I've yeah, given it a sniff. Yeah. It kind of doesn't smell like anything. It just smells like subtly clean. Subtly clean. Yeah, but yeah. not you know. Just like my sm- clothes. You know when you smell like laundry detergent, laundry powder rather, yeah. and it's like. Hard out lemon. Yeah. Or a very kind of chemically oh, version of clean. Version. Oh, I yeah, hate yeah. it. Yeah. But this is this is just like it sort of has an incredibly neutral <laughs> smell.
1: Yeah. I don't think everybody has this barrier, but I've always just been a little bit like, yes, I'll do DIY, but I don't want to go and buy a special thing to do my DIY. Yeah. So I went out and I did buy this special thing. I didn't have soda ash just lying around. And the other one was um liquid castile soap. Which is that there? Kind of a
0: this. So this is in a plastic squeezy bottle thing. Looks like we've got about 750 ml, I would guess. It's sort of the colour of um, cider, apple cider.
1: I love how five-sensory you're being right now, smelling well, it. people oh, can can't I smell see it? this I way. know, I know. I didn't smell it. Can it, I the smell?
0: It smells, it smells f- like soap. Well, but again, not powerfully. It's like a, a subtle oh. smell of soap, but it's not. With both of these things, the soda ash and what is this again? Liquid Castile soap. Liquid Castile soap. I've heard of this.
1: Yeah, it's one of the old school.
0: This is, do you know what context I've heard of this in? I think. And you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't
1: think I'm going to be able to.
0: So there's certain communities uh, online of people who are really into like, Ultra light um, hiking and, and one bagging, it's yeah. called where one they like bagging, I love yeah. It. So you like go to Japan for three weeks and you try and fit everything in the perfect backpack and it's all about like reducing and minimalism Actually, approach. I just
1: realized that's how I travel. I must be a one-bagger.
0: You're just an accidental one-bagger. Um so they try and find like what is the smallest toothbrush I can have, what is yeah. the one soap I can use. And I'm pretty sure Castile soap I've seen heaps of
1: use it for everything
0: because that you can use it on yourself and your clothes. And stuff.
1: And this is the it
0: thing I nice. made,
1: um, which didn't require anything other than. Oh, so
0: sorry, just to dwell on this the Castile soap. So tell me about this. Is this is your one stop shop for laundry?
1: No, so I am telling you. Um, it, I mixed all of those things together. Oh. And I made this. Oh,
0: oh, oh, So oh. do your little
1: five sensory thing for the listeners so, on that.
0: Soda ash plus Castile soap plus equals. Plus baking soda. Plus baking soda equals a jar that I'm now opening up, which um,
1: looks exactly like. Dishwashing powder sm- Sorry, yeah. sorry clothes washing powder
0: it smells amazing
1: there's another soapy there's another ingredient in there too which i essential oil
0: nice which they That's said any old essential
1: up. oil would do oh. um, so I wasn't sure if it was essential
0: and is that just a scent to kind of like give a i nice
1: didn't they actually didn't um specify. explain what each of the ingredients did. Sure. I would have liked them to yeah. um, I might look into that a bit more. Um,
0: it smells amazing and it's again it's just like the the very fine white powder yeah it's just nothing to it looks say like really yeah just as regular
1: powder. old washing powder um and i've used it and it's great
0: yeah effective
1: yeah. yes and i looked into the machine and it looked like it was cleaning like the water wasn't Clean, do you know what I mean? It actually really looked like it was doing a good job.
0: Oh, sure. Like it was bringing the dirt and grime and yucky sweat and stuff yeah. out of there. Yeah, yeah. True. Now, I imagine this would probably be, as a lot of things happen to be, um, when you make them yourself a bit cheaper as well.
1: Well, I'm glad you asked him. <laughs> <laughs> 34 cents a wash.
0: Now we're doing an infomercial. <laughs> 34 cents a wash. That's way cheaper.
1: Yeah, it's cheap. It's cheap, and actually, um, at I mean, I did not really. Have you heard people talking about resiliency? Is that in a thing, context? or am I just in my bubble? Like uh, in the and and sustainability? No, have, um, in sustainability circles, people often use the term resiliency in terms of. Um, in the future, uh, we, if something were to happen, mm-hmm. um, are our communities resilient? The answer is no, they're not. We're incredibly um, interconnected globally and mm-hmm. we rely on global supply chains and we don't have a lot of backup locally.
0: We've got a lot uh, of single points of failure.
1: Yes. And um, so the concept of resiliency is, is is another way of saying how can we look after ourselves if something goes bump. And of course something has gone bump. Mm-hmm. And um, so this concept that's been around in my mind for a long time as a theory as something I haven't, to be honest, I haven't engaged with consciously um, I just like, Oh yeah, whatever those other people can organize community resilience, good on them, um, which is great. I mean that good on you. Um, and anyway, I've realised just from being or trying to live sustainably, hand in hand, that goes with a resilience to this uh, COVID-19 situation. And I haven't, I've been amazed at how I haven't needed to go to shops like at all. I've, I've got full cupboards full of um, dried chickpeas and lentils. we um, have got home kill in the freezer. And the back to the laundry episode is that I've got big 20-litre containers of laundry liquid and dishwashing liquid. 20 litres. That gets us more than a year worth. Wow. It's like a few years' worth in, in one. We just buy it in one hit. It's ridiculously cheap to buy it in that um, scale. And mm-hmm. the footprint of having something like that in your house is so small. It's, we're talking about something that's like maybe – what, 20 centimetres by 20 centimetres in terms of its footprint. You just sit in the garage. Wow. So easy. Yeah. And it's not like for big households. I mean, it could be, but Matthew and I have just done that just with the two of us. We've done that for years. Yeah.
0: Buy big and buy once. Yeah.
1: So anyway, there's a few options there. That's awesome. Did you pick up in the question, the random thing, which I suspect you've never heard of, and perhaps educate people about alternatives like soap nuts?
0: Yeah. What's a soap nut? Have <laughs> have never you ever heard of never that. Never heard of it, no. Not in it. my life.
1: Um, soap nuts are something I had also never heard of. And we had a bit of a rite of passage when we did our rubbish-free year in 2008 where we were getting people writing in and saying, oh, you guys should try soap nuts. So uh, they are literally a nut. Well, I don't think technically that might be some part of a tree, but it's, it's that same hard shell, nut shell shape. It grows on it. <coughs> it grows on a tree uh, and the shell contains a natural substance called.
0: Have a crack. Saponin. Cool. It sounds good.
1: Yeah, and that's obviously where soap Sap comes from. Or soap, I think. Oh, soapy, right. soapy saponin. Um, so once they come into contact with water, like these are literally these nut shell that you put into your um, washing machine. And uh, you can put them in a little mesh bag so they're not just all rolling around randomly. Um, once they come into contact, they create a mild sud similar to a soap. Huh. And um, it can just replace your normal uh, detergent. Wow. And it's uh, legit.
0: So I take it there's probably a specific tree that produces um,
1: these soap nuts? you could call it the soap nut tree. (laughs) And we will. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares what it's actually called? Um, It's a tropical to subtropical plant. uh, So you pretty much are importing soap nuts. um, Mm -hmm. But they do last for a long time.
0: I was going to ask. And,
1: you know, without that level of processing, the the relative footprint of them are very, very low. And... Um, in the show notes is information on how you can grow your own tree for wow. you Northlanders. Grow and on a, and a sunny. It likes the sun and it likes water. Right. Um. So if you've got a swamp, would be ideal. What um, an incredible plant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's obviously got some sort of like an oil or something in it that acts like in it's the got, same got way like a does.
1: saponin. Saponin
0: in it that breaks down grease and fats. Yes. It's so neat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um. That is kind of novel, I th- I, you know, just throwing that in there. Um, eco Warehouse, which is an online eco-retailer here in New Zealand, specialise in soap nuts. Um, again, the link's in the show notes. Um, yeah, and because they are a little bit on the hard side to grow here, I just wanted to do – it's not a actual substitute, but I just want to do a little shout-out to the Kumuraho, which is a tree, native tree, that just grows – like a weed here it actually likes to grow in derelict clay soil um
0: i should grow some here yeah we've got a ton of clay
1: well grow some and um the flower it's called a it's often called referred to as a bush soap and the flower of that uh, you can grab it and um soap it up and you use that as a soap instead wow not to throw in your washing machine you just get bits of you know Fibre everywhere yeah, yeah. But, um, but it's just a cool thing That is really yeah. cool Yeah
0: Because I always thought Yeah to, to get something That was soap Or approaching soap You had to go through This like Chemical process To mm. produce it
1: mm. But no There are There are Things in nature That just do it
0: My entire knowledge Of soap Comes from the movie Fight Club <laughs> Of how it's made <laughs> And where it comes from So this is very enlightening yes, that wasn't
1: One of my uh, tips <laughs> Thankfully Um yeah. So that's a bit of a lowdown on the laundry like I well, I don't know what well, you the generic word is it's not a laundry powder, but a yeah. detergent, I suppose. Solution. Whether, yeah, a laundry we, solution. Yeah, whether it's a nut or a liquid and or so a DIY powder.
0: You've been using this exclusively hand washing your clothes, is that right? Because oh, you the, said you don't Dio, have a machine at the, the, the moment.
1: D I did I say that? No. Oh
0: I'm I no, a um, no, no.
1: I um I've been just throwing that in the washing machine. Gotcha. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm.
0: Um and this $0.37 cents a thing uh, per mm. per load of washing has got to work out way cheaper than the normal stuff.
1: And the packaging's good. Um, it has a lining. in the, So it's a paper bag with a, what looks like a plastic lining, but I asked them about it, and it's fully compostable.
0: Oh, amazing. Mm. Well, that rules as well. So Green Goddess. Well, while you're shouting out some cool companies in this space, could I throw one in? Yeah. So I may have talked about, My friend's company before, I'm not sure, but um, my friend Chelsea has um, a company called Go Native New Zealand, which Ah, do um, cosmetics and they do all of the like parts of the cosmetics so you can make them at home. And um, I'd actually love to get her on for an episode to chat about this because so her mum built up this company over years and years and they are phenomenal because she has spent all of this time over I think the last like two decades establishing connections internationally with growers to make sure that they're receiving certified organic and fair trade um, like cosmetic raw ingredients so that you can make your own um, soaps and moisturizers cool. and, and all that good like lipsticks. She was actually featured um, a little while ago on Seven Sharp. Um, and, and with Laura Daniel made some cosmetics, just like the two of them hanging out together. And so you could see how easy it was. And funnily enough, my wife has gotten right into it as a bit of a like self-care thing recently. She's been making little moisturizers for everyone just to kind of keep yourself, keep yourself, um, stress free and, and do a little hobby thing. She's been making these beautiful gifts for people and it seems very similar to this, where there's people running the, these companies who are really conscious of the entire supply chain, of the packaging component. Chelsea's really big on that, um, of just making sure that, you know, for this product, the footprint globally, the impact is as low as it can possibly be. Mm. And like all of this stuff as well, it just works out when you take it into your own hands. Like, number one, it's pretty fun to make your own cosmetics. Like always mm. just been loving it. But also, um, it's, it, it just saves you so much money because yeah. you're not dealing with these big... Like, I think so much must just go to advertising. So when you buy um, your laundry powder you're paying for these huge advertising campaigns to make sure that you pick that one over the competition. Mm. And this cosmetic industry markups are obscene. Mm. And I've been getting firsthand um, from my wife about, I used to buy this, this product from this kit from you know Mac or whatever, and it cost a hundred dollars. I just made it for six bucks. What? Like Gosh. no yeah. kidding! It's yeah. that it's that yeah. kind of yeah. fractional that jump, yeah. Um, amount. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: and the other thing is that it's just so ubiquitous and big. Brands um, that you're going to have some fillers that are that are that work well yes. in terms of what outcome. So it's like washing clothes, so they they work well. We want it suddy, and they are cheap. Yes. So those are the two things that you will find. Um, of course, right? That makes sense. Works well, cheap. So throw it in. Yep. What isn't being analysed is uh, the unintended consequence of totally. that particular. So a classic is the. Um, SLS or SLES, which is just, if you look on any sort of regular, there's a non-eco um, brand for your laundry liquids or shampoos or whatever, um, you will almost certainly find a sodium laurel ether sulfate or a sodium laurel sulfate. And um, just, I mean, just Google that if you like, I don't need to go on about it. But um, it's there's a lot of research out there showing that there are negative effects for, um the waterways, um, and for our health, uh, arguably, as well. So, you know, all of these things that they, they, they react in a complicated way mm. and they bioaccumulate. So, yep. it's, it's a little bit harder for the research to catch up. But And a lot um, of them,
0: because they're not naturally occurring, yeah, they don't Yeah, get, if, like, an if an established we were to apply breakdown. the
1: precautionary principle, um, then we it, it certainly is another reason for, to make some of these other options look really.
0: What is the precautionary principle? Is that like if we don't know what it does, don't use it?
1: Yeah, basically. Like people talk about that a lot with GE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because once you – oh, or we could talk about with COVID-19 as well. It's like you could say, oh, well, we haven't had um, – m- uh, well, things look fairly contained at the moment. So, the chances of me and you having it right now are pretty low. So, let's just not worry about the precautions. Gotcha. Or you can say – By hey, the way, we're recording this probably a while yeah, before yeah, it's yeah, coming out. Yeah, So, so um, or you could say – Actually, there are things that we don't know. So let's take a precautious approach because we can't go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. We can't go back with some of this stuff. So let's just be precautious. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. there's something very empowering about when you're making your own products for laundry, cosmetics, whatever, mm. Um you know exactly what's going in it and you make it yourself. And that's quite a cool thing to mm. kind of wrestle that control back from these big nameless, No,
1: I like that, yeah. That was one of the companies. things we talked about. Well, we've talked about it a lot, but with palm oil and things, it feels a bit overwhelming because we can't see. We don't have that visibility yeah. of the supply chain. But this is a great way of getting that, you know, either a trusted brand or something certified or something that you know yourself because you've had some control over it. But um, shall we plow on because these other little these, I've got more tips Tim.
0: I would love that. Can I just say before we do that you were talking about the massive quantities that you can sort of make this stuff with and I think um, just you know with my own experience watching my wife do this of getting bigger, a quantity because you've taken the step to kind of look into it and throw down and do it such an awesome I mean Waverney's just given me a fantastic bottle of the Green Goddess hand sanitizing spray um, it, it's such a cool gift idea if mm-hmm. you're going to make like a big ton of this stuff to introduce it into people's lives and just give them a mason jar of this laundry powder Mm. that you made yourself Mm. and you can say hey i you know this is for you i made it out of these ingredients you can give it a try um, and then if it works, you know, you've introduced it into the home. And they go, hey, how would you put that together? And you go, it's super mm, easy. Mm. You just buy these things.
1: And I really, lo- I've never actually had a good, I've got an informal one going, but I really love the idea of sort of a swapping network totally. where actually we don't, because I've always been, oh, to be honest, I've always been a little bit anti-DIY. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like, look, who has the time? Let's just be honest. Um, so I do also quite like that idea of you don't have to do it. You don't have to make your own one because I can do it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm happy to do. I can just do a double batch. Do the
0: thing and you, you enjoy. Yeah, and doing. then you
1: can give me a thing, um, yep. and I think we can actually you, that can be informal, or you could actually put a bit of effort into formalizing that. You might have five mates, and you're, and I do know people that do this. They're all into it. One person bakes the bread and another person makes the moisturizer or whatever. I mean, that's community building and resilience. It's cool. It's a cool thing. It is cool. Um, so while we're talking about laundry um, in a few weeks time we're going to be having a episode about microfibers or microplastic coming out mm-hmm. you and I mm-hmm. um, in terms of we're going to do a bit of a deep dive on that and uh, so the crossover there is obviously um, microfiber filters um, because your laundry is a big source of um, microfibers or microplastics going out into the environment um, so you you can buy a filter type, well, the equivalent of a filter type thing. It's called a Cora ball uh, for $59 in New Zealand. Um, and I found other examples, but um, not necessarily something that is being distributed from a New Zealand point. I think you can buy them and you just got to pay for the packaging and stuff overseas. Um, uh, so I will put in a link to that as Where well. Is it?
0: Where does it go?
1: It goes into the machine and there's a ball and the um, fibers attached to that.
0: Ah, so it's like a magnet for the microfibers. Yeah. It sucks them all, or a sponge rather. So yeah. It sucks them all up. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Mm,
0: mm. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. What an easy solution. Mm. So, what you just buy at 60 bucks and it'll. So, yeah. But what do you do with it then?
1: I know. That ju- That's what I thought as well. So, so all at the c- moment, the way you can do with it is it, it consolidates something that you can't see
0: mm-hmm. into something
1: that you can see. So, you'll know when um, there's like a lump of. Fiber, you can just take that lump and throw it in the bin, and at least I mean, so this is the thing, it doesn't go away, sure. but at least it's contained and it's, it's not in the water. you're better off in a landfill than in the stream, yeah, in the food cool. supply chain. Cool. Um, and stains,
0: lay it on me. <laughs> you're talking to the right fella now. You got my attention.
1: Um, so I'm going to be wrapping up with this wonderful topic. The uh, first thing I wanted to cover off was bleach. Um, I I don't think I've found an eco-friendly bleach out there. I've been trying for years. Some are definitely better than others, but if you, like, often the good, like, eco ones will have sodium percarbonate in that, um, which is way better than irregular bleach. But um, there's still a, there's still warnings around that for aquatic life, if you look at the safety data sheets for it. Um, So, Personally, it's something I try and avoid because actually I don't feel like I need it. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through some of the other ways that you can live your life without having a bleach. Um, So for a general stain remover, just a wee shout out to our good friends at Atik. They've got a solid laundry stain remover bar.
0: It's got an H in it, by the way, folks, if you look for Atik. It's spelled Atik. Yes. Very confusing brand name, but they're good people. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, So no plastic with those guys, no palm oil. There are only four ingredients in the bar. They're all listed nice and straightforward. Um, And then the other hack for stains is to get specific. Um, So I've done a bit of research on this, and some of these are things I haven't tried, some of things I have. Um, So we're going to look through food and wine, Sweating, yellowing, stains, dirt, and blood. Okay. So food and wine, you can have, um, well, classic American way of saying it, club soda.
0: <laughs> Is the club soda just soda water? Yes. Why do they yeah. call it that? No, no, because
1: it sounds cool. Okay. <laughs> um, so you sit it overnight, we'll throw a bit of salt in it. Apparently that works really well. Um, and vinegar. Hey, so that's probably more the direction I'll be going down. Now, here's a really cool thing. You know how we're talking about salt on red wine? Yes. You can actually put white wine on oh, red yeah. wine stains as well.
0: I've done that. And, and does it work? works yeah. a treat.
1: The only problem is that you now, you've had a disaster with your red wine and now you're just pouring away your white well, wine. Well, this
0: is true. I also think that it's way more, you've got to do it as soon as the stain happens to, to really yeah. nail its efficiency. I think that's yeah,
1: the case with all of this is the quicker you can get it, the better.
0: But the white wine thing genuinely works. And the good thing about that is that little, if you've got that bit of knowledge, is if you're at a party
1: oh true where there it's is convenient. red wine
0: generally yes. there is some white wine so oh. if someone does it you can quickly grab someone's chardonnay and throw it and throw that on the shirt
1: oh that's awesome yeah love it I can see the drama. Have you ever had that great pleasure of quickly grabbing oh someone's shun and throwing it on someone's well,
0: shirt? I think I, think I d- told you about this, but over New Year's we had, um, a, in our circle of friends, staying at our a, a beach house that we were for New Year's, um, this really cool French woman, and it was just salt on every... We were spilling wine everywhere. <laughs> There's mountains of salt, and it bloody worked.
1: Yeah, yeah. It worked so well. It's so cool. Um, so switch like you're you know you're and we're really getting into it now this is probably the yuckiest thing to talk about uh the underarm yeah stuff that's really hard to move that stuff yeah and then also Stubbing. this is this has actually been and I'm really excited about this one of my like post-sustainability bugbears has been how to stop sheets from going yellow, like that just from use. Mm -hmm. I guess it's, I don't know, body oil or whatever it is. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Please tell me. (laughs) I'll go with you on this journey anyway, sure. (laughs) Um, no seriously do you know what I mean well like, over, you know, to- over, over time over a long time like I think years it's, it's probably yeah.
0: something that um, I haven't seen as much because you know a new flat I'll be like oh, I'll get some new sheets so I think for when you're in a house for a long time yeah and you're using I'm probably, the same sheets I probably for ages, am holding you notice is, it more this
1: is part of a thing too like if I was to go and buy, say, secondhand sheets. Mm. That's one thing. I mean, I guess they're already older if that's the case. Or my other option in terms of what I'm comfortable with sustainably would be to go and buy organic cotton sheets. So Really expensive, so therefore I'm motivated to keep Hold them on to for them as long for as I life. can, and I actually have done that in the past, and I've done a bit of both, and um, yeah, I'm I'm am very motivated to keep them and to try and keep them white and clean. So um, these are the sorts of things I have tried in the past: lemon juice and sunlight. All mm-hmm. of these things work to an extent and yeah. I think if you did it every wash too, uh, you might not get, you might get to the point where you actually, it's never ever going yellow in the first place. Right. But if you're trying to claw it back from yeah. a, a few years of not having noticed and then suddenly you like got a fancy guest coming and you realise with horror that your <laughs> sheets are not to standard, <laughs> um, you might find that, that, your know, lemon juice and, uh, won't work, um, uh, so anyway, I found online. I haven't tried it. Lemon juice and salt together could could really help move in some a of that wash. Stuff. Like you
0: dump it into a wash, L- uh,
1: um, soak it, soak, and then, okay. and then um, put it into the wash.
0: And with the salt as well. Like do you literally just salt the water that you you are soaking the sheets in?
1: Do you know? I know. I think actually, it to think of it, I don't think this would work on a big sheet. I think this right. is probably more for say yeah. under the arms or something like that. Okay. Um, Baking soda is a good one. And if you, again, if you make a paste and let that sit, say, on an underarm stain, let it sit for an hour before you wash it, just as normal. And then this, I haven't tried this one, but aspirin apparently has aspirin. a aspirin. You crush it and mix it with warm water, make a paste and let it sit um, again for an hour or so. Wow, I really want to try that. That sounds well, interesting.
0: From memory, aspirin comes from willow trees. So that's that's a natural, um, which isn't that common with medications, but it's got a very direct natural mm, mm, um, mm. origin.
1: So I've saved the best till last. I've always struggled with getting my sheets and things um, white. And I, for years and years, I've been hearing about bluing powder. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Bluing? blowing powder. I've very old-fashioned, like we're the, the sort of early settlers in New Zealand would have been bringing bluing powder with them um, in the 1800s. Um, it is a powder that I have with me right ah. now because I went and bought some. Here it is here. Sorry, there's a bit too much enthusiasm <laughs> for something there. I know. Only I can but see. S-
0: so we've got another like coffee style bag, like a coffee beans bag. From Windows,
1: yeah, I got it. Got, well, well, uh, Green Goddess—they've just rebranded, gotcha, so gotcha. Green Goddess for them. Um, I yeah, I so I'd been hearing about blowing powder. You basically just put a little sprinkle of the powder into your wash, and um for a white wash, and then it is kind of a color theory thing. The, yes. the blue reacts so with the yellow.
0: You say this because I knew this would be the direction it went in because I yeah. know this from the. Film and television world. Oh, cool. So, color temperature on screen, it's like you go kind of from yellows to blues, yes. which is warm uh-huh. to cold. Oh, wow. So, it's the same yeah. thing with same the Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: they kind of, it's like a, it's kind of an optical thing, um, but it might be a bit more than that. Anyway, I've heard about that for years and I was just a bit too apathetic I guess to what I really wanted to know is well what is blowing powder and is there something in that just because it's old-fashioned doesn't mean that it's okay for the sure. environment so I just hadn't really ever got around to googling it to see if it was okay turns out that the key component of it is called Prussian blue I um yeah, there's two uh,
0: on the back of this bag. It's got ingredients, and there's just two things listed here. And the first one's baking soda, and the second is Prussian blue pigment.
1: Yes, and so it turns out both of those things are goodies. Safe, right? And so once I read that, I ordered some straight away, and then with much anticipation, put um, I just put a couple of pillowcases through to see how it work. Mm-hmm. First time. Was a bit disappointing. Okay. So I did it again, oh, and also the first time I I didn't dry them in the sun, um, and it does say dry in the sun, and so then I did it again. It was really hard to work out the ratio how much I needed. So yeah. I did it again. I put more, put a bit more blue. How much are we powder. talking? How much? Not, are we uh, putting So out? it was like. Um, They say I think it's a teaspoon for two sheets. So because I was just doing two pillowcases, I was looking at quite minuscule amounts. Oh, okay. So you
0: really don't need a lot of this stuff because this is a big bag.
1: Yeah, I think this.
0: Five hundred grams. That would last quite a while, I'd imagine. Full disclosure: I'm
1: I'm really excited about my packet of blowing powder. (laughs) I can't wait to go home um, and to just wash all of our um, poor, miserable-looking sheets and things and get another good decade out of them. So. so anyway, did it again, put a bit more powder in, and then actually put it in full sun for the day. Mm-hmm. And through the day, I could see it getting less yellow.
0: Wow! So, so there's exciting a reaction that's yeah, happening with the so sunlight. It, yeah, and Amazing. it's interesting
1: at the shop too because I popped in and just said, "Hey, I'm doing the podcast and just introducing myself." And I said, "I've tried your blowing powder and it worked." And um, she said, "Oh, did you put it in the sun?" You know, it was the first question she ah. asked. So it's so obviously a really Key part of this particular chemical process
0: Exactly There's a chemical Mm. reaction that's happening Mm. That seems to rely Mm. on the sun Mm.
1: So Anyway That for me Is the most exciting thing about this Particular episode Because it's something that Has been bothering me for ages
0: Blowing powder Ladies and gentlemen Ta-da Where it's at
1: Yeah so, after that, to be honest, I've lost my inspiration for talking through dirt and blood. They don't seem so as exciting. Are you
0: kidding me? How do you get a blood stain out? Actually, oh, right. I know this one. Okay, what? Because it's a protein, you use cold water yes. as quickly as possible. Yes. And if this, you use hot water, it will it congeal. Sets
1: it. Yeah. Yes, I know. Everyone's made that mistake. Let's, so, not, let's
0: not dwell into too much why I know so much about removing <laughs> <blood> stains.
1: <laughs> no, I'm the same. <laughs> um, so cold water, that's actually all I've ever used. Mm. Um, and I've tried other things and it does seem to set it. But I did find it online. I haven't tried it. But if you find you can't move something, give baking soda a go mm-hmm. or lemon juice. Cool. Yeah. And it then- makes sense
0: because uh, lemon juice is acidic. So it would break stuff down, like stains.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Citric acid.
1: Yeah, but I guess. Things down. Yeah, sure, great. <laughs> <laughs> Dirt, uh, vinegar will do it. Shampoo. Oh, and I, I just have to say this, and I have tried it, and it, it did actually work. Stale bread. Weird, Get eh? oh, I know. It. I love it. It's just You're the making most random thing. What are you talking about? St- how do you even use it's stale the, bread? So you gently rub the bread. It doesn't have to be stale, but I guess it's assuming you'd want to eat bread that wasn't stale. Um, you gently rub it, and it's actually the gluten that absorbs the dirt. And so gluten-free bread doesn't work. Weird, eh? I've never heard that before.
0: I wonder if you could just use flour then. Isn't
1: yeah, I haven't tried that. Although, gosh, it would a paste fast with flour, wouldn't you? You'd end up mm-hmm. taking forever getting flour out of stuff. <laughs> yes, good point. <laughs> huh. But the other thing about dirt, I mean, I guess online, when you're Googling this stuff, they're not just going to say... Oh, don't worry about it, guys. It's a non-issue. Because actually, to be honest, I find dirt comes out really easily and stuff. It's not something that stains. No, I
0: don't think dirt is something that stains. Yeah, yeah, dirt comes out. Dirt comes out. (laughs) Blood definitely stains like sweat, you know. Yeah. oils and stuff, that stains. That's when Mm, you need to break mm, break down oils mm, and whatnot. mm. But... Yeah, do it. you just need to get it wet. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and chuck it in the washing machine. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I just want to finish up with a shout out and kind of life hack actually. To uh, we've mentioned them before, the Zero Waste in New Zealand Facebook group, which has now got over thirty thousand or about thirty thousand members. Shot. Sure. Uh, yeah. Shout huge out. and just anything you can go. You have to join the group. Um, once you're in. They have pretty much already asked and answered in detail with like 30 odd people all throwing in their, their experiences, um, whatever it is that your question is. And, um, when you go in, don't ask the question, um, just just search search it. And so that's what I was doing just in preparation for this. And it's all there. That is
0: rule one for every forum I've ever been part of. Yeah. Google you or like search the forum for your question before yep. you ask yep. it. Nope. Yep.
1: yep. And just also, I kind of mentioned it before. There is a, there's definitely a bit of greenwashing out there. Uh, pun intended, I guess. Um, look out for like, if it's not a trusted brand, and um, if you don't really understand what all those ingredients are, um, words like natural or even biodegradable, um, they're not really telling you much. Um, and if people aren't plainly listing, because you don't have to list ingredients, mm. so the fact that they are listed is often a indicator that it could be a good product. But people are cottoning onto that now, and they're often listing things that actually might not be great anyway. But you can look at it as a consumer and go, oh, well, maybe it's all right. Huh. So. Just be aware around um, if they're not plainly listing what it is. Like if they're sort of describing the ingredients rather than just listing them, I would see that as a ah, as yeah, a yeah. as a warning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also sometimes the 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 claims around. Well, I mean, really, really legitimate things um, around like no animal testing, for example. It's like. What are they not saying? Like it could be that, um, that they've got components in them like the SLS that is very harmful for our waterways and, you know, you're buying a product because you can, you're, you're excited because it hasn't had any animal testing. Gotcha. So it's, it's about trying to think a bit more broadly. And, again, I would just go back to certification, trusted brands or this DIY um, phenomena that I've discovered over the last few weeks, wee while. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Great stuff, Wave. I'm going to steal some of this laundry powder because you brought it to my house. You can have it. I'm going to tax a bit of that. I can have that whole thing.
1: You can have the whole thing.
0: Amazing. Thank you very much.
1: I think you actually need to use it a lot to really know if it works. Yeah. You know, like after one wash or so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, I'm glad you've given me a whole jar. Thank you very much. (laughs) Pleasure. And um, as always, there's details in the show notes to all of this stuff. I know that we've lobbed a lot of information your way. And if there's like one particular thing that you're like, oh, let me figure that thing out or, or, you know, look into getting some of that, just check the show notes. Yeah, check the show notes. And also
1: um, my website, rubbishfree.co.nz, has got a how to live zero waste library. And one of those um, things is laundry. So check it out and see it all there
0: Fantastic Enjoy your clean clothes everyone And we will catch you in the next episode of How to Save the World
1: Bye bye